What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. And boy, oh boy, is today's episode gonna be different. And why is that? That is because we talk a lot of negativity on this podcast. That's just because the gameplay is mostly pretty shitty. Um, I I don't even I I don't even have words to describe that the opposite is true today. The gameplay still sucks, but boy, we're excited because they did the best content drop. Literally, like literally of all time. Like all I could do, all I could do is this. If you guys, if you guys are listening to the podcast, that was a stand and clap. I stood, I, 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 I removed my batol from the chair and I stood and clapped. If you guys are watching the podcast, thank you, YouTube, like, subscribe. Um, you saw my, 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 my midsection pelvic area, which I know might have gotten some of you guys all sorts of spicy. But listen, in all seriousness, this was legitimately, possibly, most likely, the single best content day in MLB The Show history. Not just 22 across the board, MLB The Show history. Why is that? It was the Legends of the Franchise program. 30, uh, 30 Legends, uh, a headliner who was really good, a Tops Now collection that we did not expect, a new event with one decent card and one dog shit card. We'll get there. We're going to go through all of it. We're going to talk about everything. One quick thing that I was super uh, surprised to see. Remember last episode I said I was upset that they were not Retro Finest Legends of the Franchise cards? They might as well be. I actually think they're better than Retro Finest, because Retro Finest cards are based upon the year the card was given. 26... What was the Josh Donaldson? 2016 Josh Donaldson? 2017 Josh Donaldson? Something like that? 2015? Might have been 2015. Only played third base, so you can only be a third baseman. They gave some cards in this program some nutty secondary positions. Just because they could. I'm a huge fan. Let's just, let's fucking dive in. So, we're gonna start with the Legends uh, cards, and then we're gonna go back and talk about all those other things. The, the headliner, the, the event, this, that, and the other thing. We're just gonna go division by division. What we're gonna do is, I guess, grade them. Most of the grades are gonna be pretty good, but... A disclaimer... We're going to be grading them based upon utility of use, which is, I don't know, redundant. I understand that. But the ease of use, the, the, the recommended usage of these cards. All of them, every single card, all 30, have juiced as fuck attributes. Every single one. All the attributes are good. We're not going to talk about, oh, this card stinks because his hits per nine is low. Oh, this card stinks because his contact versus left is bullshit. That really hardly exists. What we're going to talk about is which cards you should be using and which cards probably not, based upon a few factors. Their swing, uh, their pitch mix, their delivery is, is readable, better options at other positions. That's the basis of how we're grading these cards. But largely, 100% over-the-top A-plus program. Not even a joke. A plus, I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. A-plus program. Okay, we're starting with Brooks Robinson. Beefy boy against lefties, hits righties pretty damn well too. 117 contact right, 100 power right, 125 contact left, 91 power left. I guarantee that power left plays up. He is damn near perfect in the field. He needs two more arm strength at P2. 51 speed is meh, whatever. So, 
He plays third base. He is one of the best defensive third basemen of all time. Maybe one of the best all-around third basemen of all time. They gave him second base and shortstop secondaries. If you want to use this card, throw him somewhere. If you think Brooks's swing is sexy spicy, go for it. I think based on other cards in this program and how they all line up, this is a B-. And if this is a B-, you can bet your ass the good cards are fucking great. He's, he's a B- slash B. He's right in that, right in that turn. Uh, good card. Would not be shocked if I saw it online. He's not my cup of tea because I don't love his swing. That does not stop you from loving his swing, however. So Brooks Robinson, it's fucking good card. Cy Young. This is one of the only, like, categorical L's. I'm going to give this, like, a D. C minus, D, D plus. Like, somewhere in that little range there. Uh, 125 stamina, thank God. 101 hits per nine. 98 control, 92 velo, 99 break. He's a junk artist, okay? Four seam, 12-6, uh, slow curve, change up, screwball. His fastball, I'm covering it with my face cam, you can't see it. His, his fastball is 98, and then his other pitches are 70, 77, 78, 73. He's a righty Fernando Valenzuela who throws a little harder. I think that's a fair comparison. Um, this guy, Cy Young, has never even won a Cy Young award, so fuck this guy. That's a joke, obviously. Uh, like a D... Don't use him, mostly because his windup takes forever and his pitch mix isn't great. But the attributes we can't argue with, like, they made this card as good as humanly possible. Because he's not usable, that's why he's in that D to C- minus type of range there. But, you know, they did all they could. I'm surprised this wasn't Jim Rice, who is, spoiler alert, the headliner. I really thought Jim Rice would be the better pick, but I think they were trying to be intentional of getting more pitchers in the mix. Uh, one thing I am upset about about the program is that there were no relief pitchers. It's not the end of the world. I would have just hoped that they would have, like, snuck somebody in there. Especially with how they made these attributes. But it's it's okay. Jorge Posada. I have him at P2 already. I was in a hitting slump, but I'm up to 311 now. So we're figuring it out. Um, he's a switch hitter with a good swing. Second base as a secondary. This is what I'm saying. Jorge Posada, I believe, went through the minors for a little while as a middle middle infielder, and then in, like, 2013 or some shit, had, like, three innings at second base, or an inning at second base, and he actually recorded a put-out. Um, great card. 102, or base 100 contact, right? You might be a little meh about, but I promise you it doesn't matter, especially with how PCIs don't matter this year, because you could just miss the ball entirely and hit a home run. Um... They blessed him as a base 82 in the field. I watched Jorge Posada my entire life. That man was a midfielder if I've ever seen one. But they gave him an 82 with an 82 arm. He's slower than anything. But if he's hitting round trippers, it don't matter. Jorge Posada is a very good card. I give him a B plus. Maybe even an A minus. But I'm trying to be fair and conservative with some of these because the, the A minuses, A's, and A pluses will jump off the page. I'm going to give him a B plus. Wade Boggs is right there in that BB plus territory too. Third base, first base, and apparently the man's going to play left field if you need him to. Uh, 85 in the field to start. Max contacts to start. 96 power versus right. 93 power versus left. This card is going to be an absolute demon. IP5, the last Wade Boggs we got. I don't need a third baseman. I don't need a first baseman. And I'm not putting him in the outfield. But if I needed any of those things, this man would be in there. This is a really good card, and people sleep on his swing. That 96-93 power is going to play like 110 each. Insane card. Just a fucking nutty card. Insane card. This is a B+. B, B+. Sean Green. For me, 
He's on my bench. I have taken out Larry Walker. After, by the way, at the end of this episode, we'll do a full team update because there's a lot of shit that needs to be updated. Uh, Sean Green crushes righties. Might as well be max. At P4, he will be max. Hits lefties well enough. Starts at 82 in the field. Starts at 78 speed. Can play all three outfield positions and first base. Really nice swing. Really good card. I give him a solid B, B minus. I don't know if he's like a bona fide sure as shit starter on your team. If you rake with him, great. I think he is best suited as a bench bat with a little bit of speed who could play every outfield position and first. That's the way I'm going to use him, just personally. The AL Central. Cliff Lee is a fucking demon. But here's the thing. If you don't know how to tunnel pitches, you're going to get your ass cheeks spread apart and eaten out. Cliff Lee... Needs to tunnel, you need to dot, which he can do. I have him at P3 already, but here's what he is at P3. All the important shit. He starts at 103 hits per nine, so 106 hits per nine. Now, 119 BB per nine to start. I have him up to 98 control, 93 velo, 99 break. He's immaculate. I love Cliff Lee. Now, I'm, I, I have a 4.79 ERA with him in 20 innings, only 11 strikeouts. That's because all of that is in the all-star event that is going on right now. I'm not expecting to him for him to be fantastic in that. I am 10-2, and two, so I'm still winning games, mostly. I'm just trying to get his parallels up. I play events, obviously to win, but to parallel people. So, Hall of Fame and Legend, if you can hit your spots and tunnel, Cliff Lee is going to be absolutely nasty, in my opinion. Ray Durham. Uh, second base with a center field primary. A lot of people are claiming... Oh, I didn't give Cliff Lee a grade. Uh, B+. Plus. B+, plus for Cliff Lee. Teetering on that A-, minus, but I think more so B+. Plus. Uh, Ray Durham. I'm going to give him a C+, plus, and maybe that's out of pocket. A lot of people like Ray Durham's swing. I personally do not. When I look at the second base options, I see Cano, I see Jackie, I see Mookie Betts. Uh, when I look at center field, I see McCutcheon. I don't know where Ray Durham plays. He's not fast enough to be a pinch runner. He's not good enough as a bat to really start on a team. If you're a switch hitting guy, Ray Durham might be for you. Um, he he has just enough pop to be like semi-viable, but at the same time, nothing about his hitting truly jumps off the page. This is just an across-the-board, well-balanced card. But when you're looking for cards at this point of the year, they either need to be sure-as-shit starters or have something that you can argue about putting them on the bench for. And I just don't know if Ray Durham has that. Alan Trammell. You're going to be shocked, but he's a B- to C+. The swing is the only thing holding him back, but he's a shortstop with second, third, left, and center primaries, and I guess if you put him in right, he'd be fine. It's kind of weird to not see him be able to play right. 116 contact right, 93 power right, 125 contact left, 100 power left. He's a base 93 in the field. 70 speed with 80 stealing, 71 base running. I mean, they found a way to make Alan Trammell a goon. If Jimmy Rollins, by the way, we're going to talk about Jimmy Rollins too. Totally forgot that Jimmy Rollins also dropped on Friday. If Jimmy Rollins hadn't dropped on Friday, you could argue that Alan Trammell was the best shortstop in the game. If not, like a top three to five option. Just wild to me that Alan Trammell is this good. Brett Saberhagen is Brett Saberhagen. He's a D. Shout out to our friend of the show, Nick Terrio, for somehow one of wanting him. He is. There's been two P5s. He was the first one, so shout out to Nick. Um, he throws nothing. Four-seam changeup, curveball slider. 
He has a nice little delivery. He'll, he'll hit his spots. He's a D. And it's it, it's not because of his attributes. His attributes are great. He's just, he sucks. Uh, Tory Hunter, I think he's like a C plus, B minus. I'm leaning more towards C plus. 99 in the field with 97 reaction and 90 arm. So he's a demon in the outfield. 82 speed, P5 up to 87. That's enough. Where he lacks is the hitting department. Torrey Hunter is obviously famous for how well he played in the field, but I don't think people give credit or give him enough credit for how much pop he had. 113 power right and 92 power left, in my personal opinion, are simply not high enough. I don't think he needed max power, but when this dude hit the ball, he hit the fucking ball. So that's the only complaint I have about this card. But if you look at him across the board, he's pretty damn good. So it's a C plus B minus for me. Because I have Andrew McCutcheon, I'm not taking him out of center field until probably Retro Finest Griffey or Retro Finest Mickey Mantle. Those are the only two people I could see potentially... Sorry, I'm fixing my chair here. The only two I could potentially uh, see replacing McCutcheon at this point. Uh, but Torrey Hunter is still a good card. We're going to the AL West, which I think is maybe the most balanced pack, but I don't know if anyone truly jumps out of it. Maybe one. Roy Oswalt. I don't know a ton about Roy Oswalt cards. I've never truly used them enough to have an opinion. All I know is that when he pitches against me, I see the ball pretty well. Four-seam sinker, a really slow 12-6, slider, and a changeup. The problem is you have no idea where the changeup's going, so I don't suggest you throw it. The changeup also barely breaks, so just fucking ignore it. Um, he throws hard, 96 velo, 97 break. He is pretty good with control, 92 control, 105 BB per nine. Um... I just think there's f five to eight better starters right now. If you're comfortable with those Walt cards, roll them out there by all means. I'm not discouraging you from doing so. I think he's like a B minus to C plus, more in that C plus range. That's I think that's where he belongs. Jared Weaver, same thing, like a C plus B minus. And again, I want you guys to realize I am grading them in comparison to the rest of the legends. The whole program's an A. But we have to grade on a curve. We have to grade relative to the other stuff that's come out. This Jared Weaver card looks incredible. But based on other stuff available, that's how we're grading, okay? I don't want to come across as a super negative person. So C plus B minus for Jared Weaver. Four seam sinker slider circle. Uh, the slowest 12-6 you've ever seen. Um, his problem lies in his velo. I don't know if his sneaky delivery makes up for the lack of velo. I did not like the previous Jared Weaver that came out. That's just personally. Um, I know a ton of people who like him and who have used him. So if you want to, go right ahead. This is all a preference thing, guys. Especially with pitching. Ricky Henderson. Potentially the most disrespectful bat flip in the game. He's a perfect base runner. 99 speed, 99 steal, 99 base running aggressiveness. 88 in the field. He gets up to 90 when you get him to P2. His arm is a little weak. Not a huge deal. 92 reaction, which... Is not perfect. It's damn close, but his speed makes up for it anyway. 119 contact right, one, nah, 92 power right, 111 contact left, 105 power left. Listen, if you're using this card, you're not using it to be the best hitter on your team. He might be, if you like him, that's good for you. You're using him to wreak a little havoc. You're going to try to slap the ball around. I don't condone bunting, and he also only has a 48 for a bunt, but maybe you try to bunt. You're trying to utilize his speed. This is a decent card. In my opinion, he is a pinch runner only. Based on the way I've constructed my team, he's a pinch runner only. A 
As far as pinch runners go, he's an A+. He's as good as you can get. In totality, I think this card is like a B-. minus. It's built well. It is what it is. There's no surprises. I think there are other better cards, but this is, this is a B-. minus. Edgar Martinez. This is going to shock everybody. He might be a solid A. Like, even A. Probably more so an A- minus because of his positional availability, and he is slow as dog shit, but I'm giving him an A. 125 contact, I have a P2, so this is P2. 125 contact right, 125 contact left, 108 power right, 116 power left. 77 in the field. As a lifelong DH, that is generous, but he only plays corner infield as far as this card goes. That hurts him with so many of the other options that are available. However... You want to start him at third base? If you don't have Josh Donaldson, if, you, if you're ready to, for a change, go for it. This is a starting caliber player. His swing is fantastic. He kills inside pitches. He hits the ball to the other field very well. I was blown away that they gave us an Edgar Martinez card you could use. I'm hitting 405 with him in the event. This is base. I haven't played ranked. 405 in the event with four homers, nine RBI. I love this card. He is on my bench as a pinch hitter against lefties. That's how much I love this card. He's made my rank team. Ivan Rodriguez is like a B minus. If you look at his attributes, he's an A plus. But he's probably a B minus, maybe even a B, because his swing just fucking sucks. And it's so disappointing. If they found a way to make Ivan Rodriguez's swing good, he'd be the best catcher in the game every year. He'd be the best catcher in the game. He's got max contact versus right and left. Surprisingly good power. 97 power right, 91 power left. Obviously, he's perfect 99 fielding with 99 arm in the field. Uh, he'll be 99 blocking at P5. 99 accuracy, arm accuracy at P2. He'll be 75 speed at P5. This card would be insane. Plus, he could play first and second base. You could put Pudge Rodriguez, all 5'9", 205 of them, at second base. I am so disappointed that his swing stinks because this card really had a chance. And to show you that I tried him, I was 1 for 11 in the event with a home run with him. That's it. And that proved to me that he sucks still. So if I'm not turning on pitches on All-Star, you could just say I suck. But it's probably the hitting and the swings problem. So unfortunately, that is what's holding Yvonne Rodriguez back. NL East, I think this is the best pack. I said the uh, AL Central, or AL West rather, was the most balanced. I think this is the best pack. Hank Aaron is an A+. He's the best card in the game. He's the best card in the game. Last year, I didn't like his swing. I, I, I'm getting better with it right now. I'm hitting 410 in the event with four home runs. But he's a right field primary who plays first, second, third, left, and center. So he plays everywhere but shortstop and catcher. At P2, 121 contact right, 125 power right, 118 contact left, 118 power left. 101 vision if you care about it, 125 clutch if you give a shit, 99 durability, this man's never going to get hurt. But 92 in the field, 93 arm, 87 reaction, 82 speed, there, there is not a single thing to complain about, this is an A+. He, he took Juan Soto out of my lineup. That's how good this card is. He took home run derby Juan Soto out of my lineup. Uh, insane. Insane card, A+. 
AJ Burnett, I've yet to use him myself, but just looking at it and knowing what I know about Burnett cards, I think he's an A minus. He's right up there with Cliff Lee. Four seam knuckle curve sinker changeup slider. The one thing I was concerned about with an AJ Burnett card was his control. But 87 control with a 90 BB per nine should be fine. It should work. He's got 93 control of fastball, 97 control of the knuckle curve, 92 control of the sinker. The changeup and the slider are not great. 83 control of the changeup, 73 control of the slider. You gotta be careful. But his first three pitches you can pretty much rely on. And with 114 hit per nine and 96 velo and 99 break is a nuts card. I'm a little disappointed he didn't get outlier. I don't know if he really pitched that hard during his playing days, but I feel like a card like this is something that would normally get outlier. That is not a detriment necessarily. You could pitch just fine without it. I think he's a solid A-. minus. I'm going to give him a turn in my ranked rotation. I just don't have him yet. When I do, I'm going to give him a shot. Tom Glavin, another A-. minus. I look at him and basically is exactly as Cliff Lee. He just doesn't have a cutter. He has a slider instead. Um... I like Tom Glavin cards a lot. Immaculate control, 90 velo on this card, which is shockingly high. Um, I think people have seen him enough over the years that he's not as effective as he once was. So he is clearly still an A minus. He is the same right up there with Burnett and Cliff Lee. I I got fucked up with him a little bit in the event, but again, that's all star. I'm gonna see what he's like um, in rank seasons. I'm gonna see. But there's nothing to dislike about this card. Just an incredible card. Uh, Mike Schmidt is the only L in this pack. He's probably a C. C, C+. First base, second base, shortstop is primaries. He's obviously a third baseman. 99 in the field. He's an, an incredible fielder. He'll be max everything at P5. Um, the biggest problem is this guy's swing. He stands closed off like Giancarlo Stanton, even more so. And it's, it's not the quickest swing, in my opinion. Again, just my opinion. If you rake with Mike Schmidt, go for it. If you're excited Mike Schmidt is here and you can't wait to put him at third, I'm happy for you. In my opinion, he's probably a C, teetering on a C+, just because I cannot envision people using this card. Also, when all the other corner infield options are available. That's just, that's, that's my take. Uh, Andre Dawson, insanely good card. He plays center field. You could make a case for playing him over McCutcheon. I think McCutcheon is better against righties, so that is McCutcheon's advantage. They're about the same against lefties. McCutcheon's a little better against lefties. Um, Dawson is a better fielder. It's really preference at that point. 114 contact left, 122 power left right out the box. 103 contact right, 100 power right. 92 in the field, 99 arm, 88 speed. I mean, just a great card. Just a great card. He's he's probably a B plus, B B plus is where he sits. Um, his swing is definitely a little different. Doesn't mean it's bad. It does take some getting used to. Uh, but this is a really good card. Really good card. To the NL Central, here we go. I don't think there's a clear pick out of this pack. This might be the weakest one. Again, relative speaking, Ryan Sandberg. Really good hitter. In the past, we had Ryan Sandbergs that absolutely destroy lefties for power. This card just doesn't have a ton of power. 96 power versus right, 93 power versus left. 120 contact versus left. This is calling card. 94 in the field, 84 speed, 99. He's going to be a fantastic base runner, 99 base running. Uh, he can also play third and short. 
I still think the best Ryan Sandberg we ever got was the MLB to show 20 XP reward path Ryan Sandberg. This card is worse than that. So for that reason, I'm giving this a C plus. Again, if you're if you're a goon with Sandberg, go ahead and use him. But this was the opportunity to give us the best one we ever got, and I'm not sure this one is. So I'm gonna give it a C plus. Joe Morgan. <sighs> Joe Morgan. Second, third, left and center, and presumably right field if you need him to. Joe Morgan's issue is nothing to do with the attributes. You could argue his 81 power left is a little low. His issue is that he's got a tiny, tiny little strike zone, and a, he, he literally is just humping home plate. He is right on top of home plate. Inside pitches are going to hurt him. The other benefit, though, is, is or the other, a benefit, though, is like inside cutters off the plate probably back him off the plate. So if you try to swing at it, you might get locked into a back-off animation. So that's a positive there. Um, I think Joe Morgan is right there with Sandberg, like a C, C+. 125 contact right, 98 power right is why you'd use him. At P5, he's 99 speed, 99 steel, 99 base run. He's also going to be perfect in the field. Um, he's a fun card to use on lower difficulties. BR events. I enjoy using Joe Morgan in that capacity. But when the pitch speeds get faster, I don't think he's he's that good. Prince Fielder. Um, he's a bench bat at best. I prefer my bench bats to be max contact with close to max power or max power. He's the opposite. 113 contact right, 125 power right. But if you P5 him, that gets up to 118. Uh, he also has 119 power versus left. So if he, if he for some reason, is forced into an at-bat against a lefty, he could probably hold his own. Um, I just don't think you're starting this over Thomas, Ortiz, George Brett at first base, Lou Gehrig at first base. I think those are still the best options. Uh, fuck, you could put Hank Aaron at first base. So I think this is also a CC+. Maybe that's a little harsh, but uh, that's just how I see it. He also doesn't have a secondary, so it's first base or nowhere. Jason Bay? is like a C plus, almost a B minus. He's like right there. 125 contact left, 101 power left, immediately puts him into the pinch hitter discussion. 110 contact right, 110 power right, also is a nice uh, uh, fallback if he has to hit against a righty. 84 in the field, 62 speed, 77 arm. The fielding and the speed don't scream great things to me. And in this program, there are a lot of cards that are balanced with hitting, fielding, and speed. Jason Bay, this card is just a hitter, in my opinion. 84 fielding is not bad, don't get me wrong, but there are other better ones. So, he's a C plus B minus. I could see you starting him. I don't recommend you do so. I think he's best suited as a bench bat. Um, if you like Jason Bay's swing, if you're a Canadian, go for it. Um, for me, he's just not quite there. Then we have Ozzie Smith. They found a way to give Ozzie Smith 99 power versus lefties. He's 100 contact left, 99 power left. 104 contact right, 72 power right. He can only play shortstop, which is mind-blowing, but he can only play shortstop. He's a perfect bunter. 99 bunt, 99 drag bunt. He's got 99 durability, uh, 99 fielding, 99 uh, arm accuracy, 99 reaction, 92 speed, 99 base running. Listen, he's a speed demon. He's a he's a, a trolley card. He's a toxic card. I think he's a C because I hate Ozzy Smith cards. His swing is shockingly decent. However, <laughs> he will only be used on troll teams. So that's why he's only a C. If you fuck with Ozzy Smith, I guess go ahead. I don't see how with those inning attributes how you'd fuck with Ozzy Smith. But maybe you do. 
Looking back at it, I know I guessed Bob Gibson as the collection reward. I was clearly wrong. Bob Gibson would have been a much better card to give us here. Make Ozzie Smith a headliner. Because this card could have been a headliner. It really could have been. Make Ozzie Smith a headliner. Make Bob Gibson this card. We'd have a nuts Bob Gibson that I would use right away. If I could change anything. Lastly, the NL West. Good pack. Not great, good pack. Steve Finley. Last year, Steve Finley, that collection card for the NL West, that milestone, was incredible. He plays all three outfield positions. 104 contact right, 115 power right. 100 contact left, 122 power left. Think of him as a diet home run derby Juan Soto, where his powers are max or near max, and he has a little bit lower of contact, but still a great swing. Juan Soto's swing is categorically better, but Steve Finley also has a good swing. So consider them similar, except that Finley can also play center, is 94 in the field, and has 82 speed. I am not necessarily saying that Steve Finley is a better card than Juan Soto, but it is certainly a more balanced card, and the hitting is close enough. I think Steve Finley is a B to B+. I could see people using him in their outfields. I really can. I'm not because I like the way my outfield kind of works right now, especially with some of the changes I made, but I could see this card being used. So Steve Finley's good. Todd Helton. He's a first baseman who apparently can play left and right field. I don't remember ever seeing him in the corner outfield. He's pretty similar to Prince Fielder in that I don't see much utility for this card. He has a nice swing, and he's a really good bench bat, just like Prince Fielder. 125 contact right, 112 power right. But he sucks against lefties in the grand scheme of things. 89 in the field is great, but you don't really need that at first base. 58 speed is kind of slowish. Um, probably like a CC+. Plus. That's kind of where I see him. I have fun with Todd Helton cards in events in BR, so I will not shy away from using him there. I just don't know if he's it. Don Sutton. So we had a really interesting conversation in stream about Don Sutton. He looks fucking great. 117 hits per night. Four-seam sinker, screwball, knuckle-curve slider. Good pitch mix. Would love a change-up, but I think if you use the screwball correctly, that'll be fine. Uh... 99 break, 93 control, 99 BB per 9. Unfortunately, 76 velo is what we're all concerned with. 76 velo with a delivery that's pretty readable. I think he is lesser than Cliff Lee, AJ Burnett, and Tom Glavin, who are A minuses. So I think Don Sutton's a B plus. He's kind of right there. I could see people using him. I really can. I don't think it's a bad card. But I think the lack of velo with that really easy to pick up delivery is going to hurt him. People who are good with Don Sutton are going to be junk ballers. They throw a lot of screwballs. They throw a lot of knuckle curves in the dirt. They throw maybe some high sliders to fuck you up. If you want to use them, I will not make fun of you. I just don't think he's the same as Cliff Lee, AJ Burnett, and Tom Glavin. Tony Gwynn. Nuts card. This card is an A-. minus, um, Maybe even an A. What's holding him back is that he's not meta. 70 power left just simply won't play in a ranked team. 125 contact right, 90 power right is really good, though. He's nuts in the field, has a great arm, he's fast enough, he has, a, he has an incredible swing. Like, maybe one of the best swings in the game. People don't realize it, because his cards are never usable. He's got a great swing. I think he's an A, maybe an A-, minus. that's probably more fair. Um, just a great card. Like, really a great card. Giving him more power versus left would have made him better, but I don't think you could have. I don't think that was reasonable. So I think they built this card perfectly. Lastly, we have Willie McCovey. 
first base, left and right. He's really not usable in any of them. He's a bench bat at best. 118 contact right, 125 power right. His swing is a little long. It doesn't mean it's bad, it's just a little long. A very nice 69 in the field. C, C, C minus, somewhere in there, just because he has really no utility as a starter, like really none. Look at the positions, look at first base, look at the corner outfield options. Um, 42 speed with zero steal and zero base running aggressiveness. He is going to be the worst base runner you ever seen. That's actually hysterical. I just realized that right now. He might, that might be, an, that might actually be like a bug or something. He is the worst base runner in the game by far. So, don't use William McCovey. That's a C, now it's a C minus. Now that I realize that he's zero steals, zero base running. That's that's a C minus. Uh, guys, this program is just absolutely fucking insane. Uh, let's go look at the collection Jimmy Rollins that also came out. Where is this little little shit? Um, hello. Oh, he's right here. Dude, he's nuts. I have him at P two, and he's absolutely insane. Like this is. This is hands down the best shortstop in the game. Hands down the best Jimmy Rollins they've ever given us. Hands down a lot of things. Switch hitter with a nice swing. His zone is teeny, teeny, tiny. So you got to get used to it. But I, at P2, he's 117 contact right, 103 power right, which plays a lot higher. 125 contact left, 104 power left, which plays a lot higher. 97 in the field, 97 arm, 92 arm accuracy, 94 reaction, and he's a perfect base runner. 99 speed, 99 steal, 99 aggressiveness. They didn't fuck with his discipline. They put it kind of low to beef up everything else. His clutch at 97 is probably whatever. It doesn't need to be that high, but it's fine. 121 vision. We're starting to learn a little more that vision impacts certain things, so I like it. Uh, this is everybody's leadoff hitter. Unless you suck with Jimmy Rollins. I don't see how. This is everyone's leadoff hitter. I'm hitting 407 in 54 at-bats in the event. I haven't walked yet because I'm an impatient little bitch. Four doubles, nine homers. Just a good card. It's a great card. A great card. Um... Also, they gave us a Tops Now collection, 99 Christian Yelich. Card art's a little lacking. I wish it would have been him on a follow-through because I think his swing is really pretty, but that's that doesn't fucking matter. Um, I also just wish, though, that he was a bona fide bench bat or something. He's not. 114 contact right, 125 power right. I guess if you're incredible with Yelich's really sweet swing, go for it. But he's useless against lefties. Not incredible in the field. 81 in the field is actually probably pretty generous. 81 speed makes him solid. You know what? I'll take it back. You could probably use him as a bench bat. I wish he was more. I would imagine this is our only 99 Yelich we're getting. I don't think we're going to get a, an awards card, so that's kind of sad. Um, but he hit a 499-foot home run, so they gave him this card. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, they also gave us a signature series Jim Rice as a headliner. This is a really good card. Like a really good card. And it's built exactly the way I like it. High contacts, high enough power to meet the thresholds. 86 in the field, 88 arm. He's a left fielder who can also play right. 60 speed, a tad low. But this Jim Rice card is actually really good. This is the best hot headliner I think they've given us this year. If not, he's top three. This is a very, very, very good card. And lastly, we're going to go to the new event. We're going to look at those rewards... The event right here. I am at 25 wins, so I'm making my way downtown. Walking fast. Faces past. I'm homebound. Um, but Burt Blylevin, this card is absolutely fucking atrocious. 
Curveball, four-seam, 12-6, change-up sinker. He's got 88 hits per nine and has an 83 velo. Don't use this card. Don't even think about using this card. Put it in the binder. Use it for the Jimmy Rollins collection. Just leave it alone. Terrible card. This David Justice, however, is pretty good. I like his swing. Right field, left field with a little first base action mixed in there. 107 contact and uh, right and left. He's got the uh, mouth vomit there. 107 contact versus both sides is what I was trying to say. I'm an idiot. 111 power right, 108 power left. 88 the field. Generous as fuck. Um, But he has a good card. This is a a really good card and I love this card art. I really love this card art. This is Yankees legend David Ortiz. Uh, David Justice, by the way. Not David Ortiz. It's evident that I've been recording too long. This is a long episode. Last thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the calendar just to see. I have also not looked at the calendar. Um, Here we go. It is, I'm recording on September 18th. So on Monday, new rank season. They've already revealed Retro Finest Mariano Rivera. Thank the fucking Lord. And there's a very good chance it's going to be Retro Finest Chase Utley as the other card. So a really, really good rank season potentially. Uh, New headliner on Tuesday. It's a legend flamethrower. That could be Bob Gibson. Maybe it's a reliever. I'm tr- Bo- uh, Rob Dibble is probably actually the best guess. I think it's going to be Rob Dibble. Um, but we'll see. A new Conquest map for 40,000 XP. It's a fuck ton of XP. And then there's a Moonshot program end event on September 23rd. Power swing your way to four legend rewards in a new other program. And you face common pitchers in a Moonshot event. This is going to be a true Moonshot event. That starts Friday. So, guys, MLB The Show, SDS must have realized that all the other games are out. The gameplay still sucks, but God, the content is absolutely fucking phenomenal. I think we're getting Mickey Mantle soon in this Moonshot program. I think Bob Gibson's coming soon. Rob Dibble's coming soon. We're getting Rivera and Utley. Maybe even uh, 99 Ryan Howard in this Moonshot program. I think we're getting a ton of cool shit. Really, really soon. Babe Ruth we still need. Dude, so many cards. So many cards. I'm so excited. Uh, great content drop, SDS, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But if you are, legitimately, A-plus content drop. You guys did it. I'm proud of you. Let's keep this up. Let's not let the next programs just completely do a downturn the other direction. Uh, guys, stream schedule will be on Twitter on Monday. Twitter.com, KDJTV611. Um, it's going to be the full content schedule for the week. I have to go home for a wedding uh, this upcoming weekend, so I will be gone Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, so no streams on those days. We're going to see if we can lock in some stuff uh, throughout the week. Okay? Thank you all for listening. Enjoy this Legends of the Franchise program like I have. Just major win. Major win. Enjoy everything, guys. Talk to you next week.